Friends, today on the Love Your People Well podcast, we are getting super practical. We are going to be looking at one very specific action step that you can take today because it's actually quite a simple action step to improve your communication and therefore your relationship with every single person that you know. And I'm not exaggerating. (laughs) This is um, an action step that actually comes from the marriage therapy world. There's been a lot of research around it. But trust me, once we dive in, you're going to realize, whoa, I can use this with everyone. I can use this with my kids. I can use it with my coworkers, with my friends. It is very practical and very helpful. And I know that communication is an area that impacts so much of our life because the quality of our relationships often boils down to the quality of our communication within those relationships. How do we express ourselves? How do we receive what the other person is saying? Uh, we know that the nonverbals play in. A huge part of that is, is tone of voice, body language, all the stuff. And we're not going to unpack all the stuff today. Today, like I said, my friend, we're just going to be very practical. We're going to zero in on one action step. It will bless your marriage. It will bless your kids. It'll bless your friends. It will bless you. So if you're ready for a simple, now simple does not always mean easy, but a simple, practical, easy to understand action step, then you are in the right place to bless your relationships today. All right, let's dive in, friend. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Today, my friend, we are going to bless your marriage. Oh, but you know what? We're also going to bless your children. And ooh, it it gets even better. We're going to bless your friendships. See, the topic that we're talking about today, it is one very practical, uh, really, really very simple action step that will help every single relationship that you have. And that's not, that's not an exaggeration. That is a promise. I have seen this happen with every single client in the counseling room that I've worked with who has actually genuinely done this action step, they have seen blessing come from it. Now, it's not a magic wand. It's not going to solve every problem, but it is going to drastically improve the quality of your relationships. And this actually is not my thinking. Uh, This is a action step that came up from um, a researcher, a marriage researcher, uh, John Gottman, he has done a ton of research into uh, what what relationships look like that wind up leading toward divorce versus uh, that wind up working through whatever problems and issues they have and staying married and even growing happier in the marriage. So this is specifically coming from the marriage counseling world, um, but in my experience, it is fully applicable to every important relationship that we have. And uh, really, I would say probably even with our relationship with ourselves, our own mental health, our own emotional wellness. Um, But I'm going to save that for a a separate conversation in the podcast because it kind of leads us in a slightly different direction. 
So if you want to have wonderful relationships, and I know that you do, my friend, stick around for today's episode because this one simple action step is going to greatly bless all of your important people. Before we dive into it, though, I want to encourage you, um, if I'm saying this, I'm talking about how great this one action step is going to be in influencing your relationships and you're thinking, eh, my relationships are, you know, it's just kind of dry. It's really not where I want it to be. And so what I am about to share with you, it sounds really exciting, really promising. Um, if that's you, I would encourage you to, to pause. You don't probably even need to pause. You can keep listening to this episode and open up uh, whatever app on your phone, your Google app or whatever it might be. Um, click on the link in the show notes to sign up today for the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. Because yes, this one action step we're going to talk about today will go a long way in blessing and strengthening and helping your relationships, your marriage, your parenting, your friendships. But it's not a magic wand. It's not going to solve every problem. And so if you do find I'm, I'm talking about this and you're thinking, eh, my relationships are just oh, they just make me sigh. You know, they're not where I want them to be. This five-day email course, which is totally free and very practical, very action-oriented, would be a great resource for you to bring some purpose back into those relationships, to bring fulfillment and satisfaction back into those relationships without even having to get out of your PJs because it's an email course. <laughs> you can be doing it whatever time of day, wherever is most comfortable for you. So I do want to point out that the Relationship Reset free five-day email course is available for you. There's a link in the show notes, and that might be a particular blessing and encouragement into your relationships. With that in mind, um, I do still think that this action step we're going to talk about today is going to help you. It's going to bless you. It's going to infuse um, encouragement and hope and gratitude and grace into your relationships. All of those things are going to come about from this action step. I am going to pause though and give a quick disclaimer because I mentioned this is a tip coming from the marriage counseling research world and I am a marriage counselor. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and professional counselor in South Carolina, but this podcast is not therapy. All of the resources from Love Your People Well are informational and there is a link in the show notes um, if you do think counseling would be helpful for you that might point you in a good direction. Uh, but everything we're talking about today, it's from the counseling world, but it's not meant to be personal advice to your specific situation. With all of that in mind, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's talk about this one very simple, very practical action step that will definitely bless your relationships. The action step is, it's about communication. For every negative thing that you need to say to someone else, every negative piece of feedback, every... Um, discipline moment with your kids, every disagreement with your husband, for every one negative that you have to share with someone, make sure you're sharing at least five positives. Now that doesn't mean in the moment that it's a big list. Okay, honey, here's my one negative, but here's my five positives. Boom, 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 boom. Um, I mean, in the general flow of conversation, for every one negative that you need to share with someone, make sure that you have at least five positives that are pouring blessing and kindness and gentleness into that relationship. So we're going to unpack a few examples of what this might sound like. 
um, and I'm going to lean into the marriage relationship. But as I said at the beginning, there is no way that your parenting, that your friendships, even your coworkers, there's no way that your relationships in general will not be blessed if you are doing this. If every negative thing you have to share is surrounded by five positives. And I want to paint a picture. Um, and again, this is from John Gottman. This is not like my original idea. It's not even my original metaphor, but I love it. And I share it so often in the counseling room because it, it paints a good visual for people. What he refers to this as is the emotional bank account. And if you think about this as if it were money, you can't take a deposit. You can't Uh, I'm sorry, you can't take a withdrawal from your bank account unless you've already deposited money, right? If you have to have one negative, I'm going to take a hundred bucks out of my checking account. That's really only going to work if I've already put in at least $100. And the 100, if I've put in a hundred and I take out a hundred, well, now I'm even. I haven't actually blessed and helped and built up that bank account. If I've put in a thousand dollars and I'm taking out 100, That is a lot less painful. If you've ever had that moment where you get that text from your bank that's like, honey, you overdrafted your account, that's not a good feeling. And we definitely don't want to do that in our relationships. And so this idea of an emotional bank account might be a really helpful visual for you to think about this action step of investing at least five positives into the relationship before you need to make a negative... um, withdrawal before you need to share something that might be emotionally difficult for the other person to hear. If you are surrounding your child, let's think about parenting, you're surrounding your child with truthful, not you're not just making stuff up, but with truthful and kind and thoughtful words, you're noticing their strengths and their talents, you're catching them doing something well, and you're highlighting that for them you're coaching them in something new and um, giving them opportunity to practice and maybe even to fail without you pointing that out, you're investing all that positive energy and communication into their life and into that relationship, it's going to be easier when you eventually need to say, honey, no, you cannot take the keys and go to that party you want to go to tonight. Or, you know, if I think about my kids, they're only 18 months, but it's a lot easier emotionally for our relationship when I have to say, no, you cannot touch the hot stove, which they don't really understand that yet. But that's that's a loud no. That's a quick no. That's a very, it might feel emotionally like a very harsh moment because I'm worried about them. It's, it's, it's an urgent situation, but it doesn't feel good to them. But that's a lot more protected, our relationship is more protected because that's not what every interaction sounds like. Most interactions are gentle and kind and fun. And so when I do need to have that one moment of urgency and what might sound and feel harsh because it's it's protecting them, but you know, they're 18 months, they don't know that, that is buffered by the positive emotional communication that I have invested in those relationships. So whether you're talking about a teenager or a toddler, this still applies. When you're thinking about your marriage, this absolutely applies. So let's think about a few examples here. Hopefully that visual of the emotional bank account is making sense. If you've deposited a lot of positive emotion, a lot of 
um, genuine compliments, a lot of quality time together, a lot of shared activities and interests, then it's going to be a lot easier when you eventually have to have the difficult conversation or share some, some negative feedback, even if it's negative feedback from other people. You know, hey, honey, your boss called and they left this message and it's not very positive. That's not your uh, bad news in the relationship, but you're the messenger. And so it is, it is painful for them. So let's think of a few examples together about what this might look like in your marriage um, to take this action step of making sure you have at least five positives for every one negative. Let's think about this in terms of conflict or or disagreement that you might be having around your family's schedule. You want your husband to spend more time at home, less time at the office, but he's really prioritizing that uh, because he might be stressed about the family finances or or something like that. That might be a difficult conversation to have. Um, There might be pieces of that conversation that either are negative or feel negative because I can envision and I've heard many a conversation where you might be trying to say, honey, we love you. We want you to be home more. I'm not worried about the finances. You do a great job providing for us. But often those aren't the actual words that come out. And somehow the message that your husband might walk away hearing is your job really isn't that important and um, stop stressing about stuff that isn't that urgent. Uh, Sometimes what we say is not the message that comes across. So if you can imagine that happening in a conversation about your family schedule and hours at the office versus hours at home, there are going to be some difficult emotions that come up in that conversation. It's going to be easy to misunderstand each other, um, especially once you start getting emotional, none of us communicate our best when we are dealing with high emotions. And so you may be in a situation where you're trying to talk about something important, but it's feeling negative or it's feeling dismissive or it's feeling hurtful to the other person. That conversation is going to go very differently if in the whole week leading up to it, and I'm not saying this is like, I'm gonna map it out, I'm gonna say, five positives, you know, every day because we're going to have this big conversation. But if the general overtone of your marriage, the whole week preceding this conversation has been positive, he's been coming home from work and you're saying, Hey, tell me about your day. How are things going? Let me catch you up on what happened here. Um, If there's positive comments about uh, the stability of your home, the things that you're comfortable with, You know, these are just examples that might specifically feed into that difficult conversation about schedules and his priorities are are landing a little differently than your priorities. That's all going to be much smoother if the overview of, um, of the relationship has been positive, has been encouraging, has been, um, thankful for the work that he's doing. It might be more hours than you want but he's doing it for a reason. He's doing it for you, for the kids. Um, So having that mindset and communicating that goes a long way in then protecting and kind of buffering that eventual conversation that might feel more negative. So I hope that that example makes sense. Let's think of one other example, um, because another big issue that comes up in marriage counseling is parenting decisions. One parent wants to discipline using timeouts. The other parent thinks that timeouts 
are inappropriate for their child. And, you know, there's all, we all know, there's all sorts of parenting decisions that have to be made. All sorts of places where you might wind up on different pages from each other. So this is really common for couples at some point to be on different pages about their parenting decisions. Where again, we can imagine that a conversation where you need to say, hey, honey, um, I didn't really feel very comfortable with how you were talking to our kiddos last night when you were upset. You know, maybe he was yelling. You're not very comfortable with that. Um, You don't need to address it necessarily in the moment. That's a different conversation. But arguing about this stuff right in front of your kids, usually not helpful unless it's an urgent safety issue. But you're coming to him the next day saying, I didn't feel very comfortable with that. I'd like to talk about that. Um, you know, I, I appreciate that you're trying not to use the timeout, but I don't, the yelling is also not something I'm comfortable with. We can all probably agree that's going to be a difficult conversation. There is um, the possibility for negative emotion to come from that, for someone to be feeling blamed or misunderstood or attacked, even if that's not your intention. Sometimes that's still the way that the other person feels. But if that conversation is happening in the context of a relationship that is very encouraging and positive about each other's parenting, noticing the great things that they do with your kids, noticing and thanking them for um, the kind words that they share, the fun activities that they plan, there's all sorts of ways that we can compliment and encourage each other with our words. And if that is the normal tone of the relationship, then that one conversation about, oh, I really didn't like this. I would like for us to change this is going to be much smoother. Does that mean the conversation isn't going to be hard? No, it's probably still going to be a difficult, emotionally difficult conversation. But if every conversation is like that, if everything that your husband hears is well, honey, why don't you do this? Oh, I really wish that you would stop doing that. Oh, I didn't like how you did that. If that is the overview of your relationship, then this conversation about, hey, last night you were yelling at the kids and I felt uncomfortable about that, that's not going to sit very well because it's, it's building on a foundation that is already nitpicky or critical or negative um, rather than building on a foundation that is generally very positive and very encouraging. So this action step, for every one negative you have to share, make sure you're sharing at least five positives, is going to bless all of your relationships because it creates an atmosphere that is positive. It creates an atmosphere of encouragement and gratitude, and it creates space for us to then have the harder conversations because negative emotions are a natural part of life. It's going to happen. And it's going to be a lot easier to deal with if we don't feel like this is what it always feels like. My marriage always feels negative, so every negative conversation gets harder and harder to deal with. Whereas if my marriage is very positive and generally we're very encouraging, we're very supportive, we're using our words to build each other up, well now when we have a hard conversation, now when a negative emotion comes up, it's going to feel Maybe still difficult, that's probably still going to happen, but it doesn't feel like the definition of the relationship. It feels like the exception, and it's much more manageable because there's so much positive emotional connection that has already been built up. So my friend, I hope this is making sense for you. 
And I know that talking about, hey, this is a goal, this is a simple action step, it is simple, but that does not mean that it's easy. If the tone of your relationship is already pretty negative, you're feeling discouraged, um, I would encourage you to try out the Relationship Reset free five-day email course. The link is in the show notes because that is a great jumping off point to bring um, some hope and some positive energy back into your relationship. But please know that if your relationship is in kind of a negative space, it is probably going to take time to change things. And this is not an area that you can make the relationship you want through sheer willpower, through monitoring every single word that you say, making a list. Today I said 22 positive things. So, ooh, gosh, I can't say more than five negative things tomorrow. You know, it's not that sort of an action step. If things are at that level, just do what you can. Try to notice the positive moments and comment on them. Try to say thank you for the things that probably pop up in your head, but don't always come out of your mouth. Try to notice and catch the people in your life doing great things. Observe that to them. Thank them for that. Point out their strengths. Smile while you're doing it. I'm not saying make stuff up. I'm saying notice the great things that are already happening. Comment on them and make that the norm so that when that negative conversation does have to happen, it's building on a foundation of positive emotional connection rather than a foundation of negativity and conflict. All right, friend, sign up today for the Relationship Reset Free 5-Day Email Course. And you know what? It would be so encouraging and so helpful to building our audience here not only to leave a written review for this podcast um, in Apple Podcast, I mean, that goes a long way in growing the reach so that more women can connect with us here. Um, but take a screenshot of this episode and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Love Your People Well. I would love to hear how you are finding ways, maybe creative ways, to bring more and more positive into your relationship that helps buffer and protect against the inevitable negative emotions that come up. So post it in your stories, tag me. I would love to hear from you. Hugs and blessings to you, friend. I'll talk to you soon.